Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is the John Chuckery Show. Coming to you live on this Friday evening with you is... Falcons mandatory mini camp just wrapped up here a couple days ago and uh, we get ready for a real training camp that the danger zone time of the year where uh, hopefully coaches don't uh, have to take any kind of phone calls from players getting in trouble but certainly training camp coming up here at the end of July we will be all over it and our Falcons reporter for 92.9 The Game, Joe Patrick, joins us here on the WadeFord.com hotline, Atlanta's Ford dealer. You can follow Joe on his personal Twitter page, at JAPatrick200. Joe, as always, my friend, appreciate a few minutes on the show with me tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on. I always uh, enjoyed our little talks here. It's always, uh, I feel like me and you, uh, you know, sometimes we can have a nice little heart-to-heart here about whatever team we're talking about, so uh, happy to come on. Yeah, I miss those uh, late-night sports flashes when we would just get into all (laughs) kinds of discussions. So uh, the good old old days. Uh, But anyway, um, let me ask you the question that I asked my audience last night, and I asked Dukes and Bell. If I tell you over under 475 pass attempts for Desmond Ritter, what would you say? Oh gosh, that's these are large numbers we're talking here. Uh, what what does that what does that even equate to on a per game basis? Do you know? Well, Do you let, know me, what, let me put it this way: He threw 115 passes in four games last year. That come, okay. that that would put him on a pace for 488 and a half pass attempts over the course of a 17 game season. I'm oh man, it's tough. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say over just because I think that generally speaking, he's probably going to have to end up throwing the ball a little bit more than he did in some of the games last year. Uh, but I would say, though, Chuck, is that I think the le- less is more <laughs> in this respect. The less that uh, Desmond Ritter has to throw the ball, that generally means the game script is going better for the Falcons, even when they had Mariota last year. Anytime you were kind of getting above the 25 uh, pass attempts number was kind of danger zone-ish. <laughs> you kind of wanted to stick – in that lower realm, that's just the way that the Falcons offense is built. It's not this kind of high volume passing attack that we see, you know, other teams around the league doing, and certainly some in the, in their conference or in the division have done for a long time. So uh, I'll take the, I'll take the over, but I think that the, you know, less would probably be more ideal for the Falcons team. Yeah. And look, I, I, I took the over or sorry, I took the under last night on that because I think it will be close. I think he'll be somewhere around 450 attempts, but to your point, Joe, you know, this is still going to be a run-heavy, run-first run offense. And I think the other thing that comes into play is I still don't think we have a complete grasp about how good our pass blocking is up front. I, I, I'm fine with Jake. I'm fine with Chris Lindstrom. 
But again, Bergeron playing guard for the first time, Drew Dahlman is an undersized center, and Caleb McGarry, for all the things that he did last year, that was mostly in the run game. Still having some issues in the pass protection. I just wonder that how much trust they still put into this offensive line to pass block. Well, I totally agree with you there, but I think one of the reasons why I'm saying over here is because of some, one of the things I've seen in this OTAs and mini camp that we've been able to watch, and granted, you got to keep the grain of salt here, is that Arthur, can't, Arthur Smith has explicitly stated that it's a passing camp, basically, which is what you can do when you're not making contact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they seems to me like been working heavy on a, a screen game, a bubble screen game, especially when you've got these kinds of weapons like the Falcons have with the Cordero Patterson and B. John Robinson and even a Tyler Algier, but mainly those other two who are more pass catcher types, uh, a type of backs. And we've seen a lot of personnel packages and formations with at least two of those guys on the field at the same time. And I think that one of the things they're going to want to try to exploit by having those guys out there is getting the ball in their hands in space really quickly. So, I, And I think that that will also kind of reduce the amount of processing that you ask you know, Desmond Ritter to do. And maybe those, some of those throws are even checked into based on some of the looks that they get at the line of scrimmage. But I, I think that that will be a bigger part of their offense than what they showed last year. So, Joe, I, the other part about this, too, is I, I really do believe that there is a chance – that we could see two 1,000-yard rushers on this team. And if you look, Mm. Tyler Algier had only seven starts last year, only really 210 carries, and still ran for over 1,000 yards last season. And, you know, I think when you look at the rotation of these running backs, I I think that there is going to be a more slot receiver type of role for Cordero Patterson. He'll still get some carries, but I think with B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier – they can really lean on those guys, you know, for, for a lot of yards. And then, obviously, the, the offensive line, I, I think it's a top-five run-blocking offensive line. I think there's a definite chance that both of those guys could go for 1,000 yards this year. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think if there's any team where that would be possible, it's the Falcons team with the way that Arthur Smith likes to play. And he's so comfortable just running the ball over and over and over again. He doesn't feel any need to throw it if he doesn't have to, like we saw against uh, who was it, the Browns last year where he decided to just run it 14 times in a row. And, yeah, you know, it's amazing. One of the things with Tyler Algier and, you know, talking to Arthur Smith last year, he, he told me this, which was that, you know, when they were, when they were in the draft, they, they thought that Algier would be a guy that would be able to produce and produce relatively quickly because of his ability to – absorb contact, take contact, and still continue to gain yards. They knew he wasn't obviously the, the home run threat that they ended up getting in B. John Robinson this year, but he was a guy that was going to be able to produce, and I think that's what you saw from him last year. He did break off a couple big runs, but he, even some of the big run, biggest runs he had last year, he wasn't actually running away from defenders and actually scoring touchdowns on those, but he's still able to really read his blocks well. He's patient at times when he needs to be. And, yeah, I, I think that he can just grow more and more from based off of what he did last year. And then when you talk about Bijan, I mean, Bijan is – he is a home run hitter. He is the light – I mean, this guy is – I can't wait to see him in pads. And I feel like I'm going to kind of be continue to wait, continuing to wait uh, even after training camp because, you know, I think they're going to want to hold him back, obviously not get him hurt clearly, but obviously just limit his contact in that respect. I don't know how much we'll actually see from him during the preseason games and whatnot, but – just if anything, just watching him with even without pads, um, the guy is so he's he's electric in terms of his movement, but he's also so smooth in the way he does it. I just can't wait to see a player like him 
you know, in tandem with a player like we saw in Tyler Algier last year. It should be fun to watch. Falcons reporter for 92.9 The Game, Joe Patrick, joining us here on the WaitFord.com hotline. All right, let's talk some defense. Um, you know, my concern is still, can we sack the quarterback? And, look, I, I know we've upgraded, and I know we're better, and I know we have more pieces and parts and things like that. But I think that there is, in a lot of ways, a lot of hoping and wishing and thinking things can come true. I don't know that we have a handle on Ebicady yet. Calais Campbell at some point, Father Time catches up with everybody. Maybe Onyemata and Grady Jarrett are kind of more toward the tail end of their career. I think that there's just a lot of questions about whether or not we can sack the quarterback. I don't think it'll be as bad as what it's been maybe the last couple of years, but still, mm -hmm. if we're going to be a playoff caliber defense, you know, we, we've got to find somebody who comes up and becomes that fire breather coming off the edge. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And it's still it's still a question mark, and that is, again, one of the things that we have not really been able to evaluate in the limited amount of, you know, what we've been able to see with media and attendance at some of these uh, practices and, and, and training opportunities. You don't get a chance. You don't kind of understand how, how the, the pass rush is going to work because you don't have the pads on. You don't have the full-on pass protection. It'll be interesting to see what kind of personnel that Ryan Nielsen ends up using in certain situations because – you know, I was actually thinking about this just this morning. Well, you know, you know, when I'm in the shower, I'm just, you know, randomly thinking about the Falcons and, you know, what personnel they're going to use in certain situations on the field. But, no, I mean, because I'm not even going to touch that, Joe. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to touch what's going on in the shower or anything like that. But, you know, Ryan Nielsen was talking about it earlier this week. That You know, listen, they've got a big front four on that defensive line in their base package. They're going to be running nickel a lot. I mean, that's what we saw, honestly, a lot. And, again, this is a passing camp, so it's all kind of big based on what they're, you know, they're facing offensively. Um, but they were, it was a lot of, you know, the four down linemen and Troy Anderson and Caden Ellis, at, at, you know, at, at the linebacker positions. But, um, you know, they have some interesting options to use. In those early down situations, yes, you've got Calais Campbell, you've got Bud Dupree, you've got some of these bigger, powerful defensive ends who can set that edge and help you uh, stop in the run. But then when you look at the pass rush, you really kind of need to see the the step ups in the second year from our Arnold Ebicady and D'Angelo Malone, quite frankly. I think that both those players are are well positioned to make that leap, but Frank, we just don't really know whether it's going to happen until we actually see it with our own eyes. And hopefully when you, you pair uh, David Onyemata alongside of Grady Jarrett, you can get some, you know, confusion. You can kind of wreak a little bit more havoc than you were able to on the interior portions last year, maybe get some more one-on-ones for those second year edge rushers. But I agree with you. It's certainly the biggest, like, it's the thing about this team that's going to be kind of the make or break for this defense in, in, in most respects. I mean, I think the defense will be good, but they can really be more than good if they can get that kind of pass rushing, that elevated pass rush from some of these second-year players. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of hopefullys uh, that, that, you, that you uttered in that mix. Um, what do you think about the signing of Matthew Trickett, who got a three-year contract that – you know, is going to be a camp kicker and probably just a practice squad guy. But that was kind of an interesting signing. Just, you know, the fact that they gave him a three-year contract in it just to be on the practice squad and, and be a backup kicker if, if need be. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I don't really know about, like, why. The, the, you're right. It's the deal that is the most kind of befuddling part about it. It's not befuddling to see – a backup kicker come in, even when you do have, you know, an established pro like young way uh, because you want to have a guy that you can rely on in a pinch who, you know, you can kind of pick up either maybe not even on the practice squad, but you can, you 
can pick him up off the street if you've had him in camp and you kind of know what he can provide. Um, I'm interested to know why uh, this deal was made for the three-year contract. I think that he certainly would have to have a role, maybe doing kickoffs or something like that. I know that's something Ian Rappaport tweeted about uh, earlier today to potentially, you know, play that role. But it seems like a lot for to have a whole roster spot just for a guy to be doing kickoffs. But who knows? Maybe maybe that's valuable to Marquise, uh, Marquise Williams. So last question for you, Joe. You know, I have consistently talked about on the show that if we're going to be a good offense, this is all about the red zone with all of the weapons that we have down deep with the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, all the different personnel that we have. I really feel like the season is going to hinge on whether or not we can become an elite red zone type of offense. What say you? Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be really important. I thought they were actually decent last year, but I think that there is still definite room for improvement in terms of utilizing Kyle Pitts and Drake London uh, in the red zone. It was, you know, Drake London, I don't really recall him having that many, like, you know, catches like you would expect from a big-bodied physical receiver in some of those tight areas in the red zone. But, I mean, I've certainly seen him catch some of those in some of these training sessions. Again, I know it's just kind of padless practices, but it is impressive the way that he's able to kind of get up and kind of snatch the ball out of the air, which is always the mark to me of a good receiver, a guy who's not letting the ball kind of come to him, but a guy who's like kind of snatching it out. And so uh, you hope that those two players in particularly in particular can be utilized more. But I also think it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, which was that, you know, this team's running game is really going to help them in that respect. It should give some of those pass catchers some more, I you know, favorable, matchups in terms of the personnel that they're facing to be able to make those receptions, those, those, those key receptions. Um, and don't count out Desmond Ritter's running ability too, to help in this respect. I think people forget, you know, he is, he is decently quick. He's not the biggest guy. I know he, tra- he put on some muscle and obviously the Falcons don't want to get him getting hit necessarily. Um, but you know, sometimes that, that ability to scramble, extend the po- extend the play to get out of the pocket at the, uh, you know, in the red zone late, um, you know, down inside the five yard line or whatnot can make a huge difference. So I think the Falcons certainly have the personnel, but now it comes down to, will they finally be able to execute in some of those, in some of these key situations. And some of these situations are going to be, you know, a lot more important. I think, a lot of these guys kind of, you know, last year you kind of knew there was house money you were playing with. Now there's real expectations on this team. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to execute under that kind of pressure this year as well. All right. I said last question, but I'm going to throw a curveball. Um, sure. I, was in, I was in the building last Saturday. I'm telling you, Yakamakis is just he, – he just oh. looks like a guy that he just – he's got that nose for the goal, and, and he just finds the back of the net. That was – that was a beautiful play that he made, you know, when, when the goaltender came out and, and, and tried to, you know, make that play. Just put a move on him and just hit a beautiful shot. Boy, he's yeah. a special-looking kind of player, you know, and as far as a guy that I think really this team needs a guy that can just put that ball in the back of the net, and he looks like he's that guy now, that answer. Yeah, he's a dude. He's a dude. And, you know, what's funny is when he had his introductory press conference, he said, you'll learn how to pronounce my name when I start scoring the goals. And I think that's exactly what's happened. I mean, he scored him at a rate higher than any other player in MLS. The problem for him is he just hasn't played as many minutes because of injury and coming in late. So um, he's right there at the top of the golden boot race right now. And at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win the darn thing, even though he has missed some time. So it's really, really impressive the way that they've been able to identify a player who's been able to come in and make such a big impact. 
Well, we know how to pronounce his name. It's Joe Patrick. He is our Falcons <laughs> reporter for 92.9 The Game. You can check him out on his personal Twitter page, at JAPatrick200, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Joe, my friend, as always, appreciate a few minutes. We'll chat again soon. Always enjoy it. Thanks, Chuck. Chuck Reed in the Key Studio, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey.com app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.